Can I ask you a question? You only got into minute. You didn't get points. <laughs> one forty. The arse. No way you're one forty IQ. Off the ball. Weekdays from seven PM on OTB Sports Radio. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Mike Carlson is with us. Mike, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, good morning. Yeah, well, big day yesterday with the, the first match in London. Uh, yeah, trying trying to see a match live in London and then catch up with the rest of the league uh, by the end of the end of the night makes you pretty bleary. I'm sure. Um, we, we, we can talk about the London game in a moment because it was a really fascinating end to it. But I do want to talk about uh, Tua and the situation that happened. Um, <clears throat> I think everybody has seen the video at this stage of his uh, second injury and... Um, in the aftermath of that, the NFLPA, the Players Association, have sacked the independent neurological consultant whose job it was to preside over uh, whether or not Tua was fit to play. Uh, I mean, you know, in, in one respect, fair play. They've they've taken swift action. In another, it feels a little bit like they're trying to appoint a scapegoat in this whole thing. What's your instinct about what's going on here, Mike? I, I agree with you on the latter. Um, you know, I... I it, it it isn't his decision. The they call him an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. Every team has one, but the final decision is the team doctors, the James Woods character from any given any given Sunday. Um, and still, our overwhelming suspicion is that their priority is to get the player to play. And of course, the player wants to play. This is this is what you know. You have to remember. So if you left it to the players, they would come you know back on immediately. Your bell is rung, your head clears up, um, and then you think you're okay to go. But but what we're protecting them against is the long term effects of concussion and all. And the problem went back to his first hit the week before, where he got. He got pushed to the ground very hard. His head went off, went off the, the ground. He immediately grabbed his head and shook it to try to shake it, to try to clear it. He got up, he went about three steps, and then he collapsed down to the ground. And um, they took him for evaluation. The consultant said he was okay, presumably. We don't know what he said. But then the doctor gave him the clearance to come back. He came back and played the rest of the game, saying that, and the team said that he had a back injury, basically, not a head injury. So this meant he was okay to go on the Thursday night game. Remember, they played on Sunday, then they played on Thursday. And the hit that we were, you were talking about at the beginning was not a particularly hard one. The, the guy who sacked him was literally sitting down on the turf and pulled him down over his own legs so that his head wound up bouncing off the turf. And he was out. And and we knew it. Now, there, there's there's a couple of things going on here that um, they have a no go in the pro- protocols. And as you said, the Players Association has sacked the consultant. They or the league have the right to do that. They have to approve each one that is hi- that is hired by the teams. Um, but there are no go rules about concussion. So if a player shows what they call gross motion instability, which is what Tua showed in the first game where he, he's wobbling around and all, that's kind of an automatic. You don't play the rest of the game. And for him to come back was, was basically unconscionable. Um, and I, I keep going back to a couple of other points that the players association of the league agree on all of our stadia. Almost all of them now have, 
have artificial turf, which means it's a surface laid basically over concrete. So your head is bouncing off concrete, not off of off of grass. And, you know, we have a lot of players who want to play on grass because you have fewer unforced leg injuries as well, because you get better support um, uh, on your feet. So I, I think we have to start rethinking the whole artificial turf thing, which is a money issue because it's cheaper to run in the long term than grass. The referees are basically letting players play in what used to be called in the grasp. In other words, when a quarterback is being held by a player, but he isn't down yet, they're letting that go because we have so many good running quarterbacks, exciting guys, and, and a number also who are big and can absorb hits and still get rid of the ball. So they're letting them have it. The longer they stay in someone's grasp, the more danger they are in of being hurt. And that's something that has to be addressed. Uh, and then finally, it's the independent so-called uh, consultant. It's the doctor. It's the coaches. It's the management. I mean, everybody wants to get him back on the field because he's the star of the show. And we don't, you know, we don't want the star of the show. At some point, they have to take responsibility. And there's still, I mean, Mike McDaniel is still talking about how, you know, every we thought everything was good, Tua was fine. And, and any player will tell you that he wants to play he will go back out if he, you know, if his head is clear and, and he thinks sometimes if his head isn't clear and he doesn't know the difference. But someone has to protect the players from the long term effects of concussion damage, you know. So it's no good when what's to a 24 when he's 54. If, if all of a sudden he can't remember what his children's names are, you know, my, my, it, it's. Yeah, Mike. We're, 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 I mean, I think this issue in rugby is going to is 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 going to be absolutely enormous. In, in there, I think there are some um, kind of echoes with the out the out half, the modern out half, and the quarterbacks. The modern quarterback, a lot of them run, so they're going to take hits. But for me. Everyone watching that with, with any kind of knowledge of concussion would have told you he cannot come back on the pitch. Once you see that like jittery on his feet, the wobble after he shook his head, how can a coaching staff, how can all of those individuals involved and even the players, how can they let this happen? Because it cannot be, it cannot happen anymore. Now we, now we have a scapegoat, but there are people in that room. Evil happens when good men and women stay silent. This should never have happened. And then you get what happened on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. It was obvious. It was obvious to everybody. And uh, you all all I can think, all I can say is that you are caught up in the business of winning the game and that that becomes your priority. And if you're the coach, if you're Mike McDaniel, the doc comes out and says he's fine. He's got a back injury. You don't go back. And but you think, saw oh, it. You saw. You yeah, were the coach. You saw. You're not. You're not in the business of winning a football game. You're in the business of your player not having dementia when he's forty. Well, Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, which is what I've been. Which is what I've been saying. But but I. You know. I I I, I sort of see how it, it. What it does. It it allows the coach not to have to make a decision. Yeah. You know. And yeah. And he can stay. He can stay back. And Wipe his hands. Yeah, wipe his hands. I don't. I, it's not my decision. The doctors say he's okay. How do you feel, Tua? Tua, of course, says I'm I'm good to go, and so he he goes in there. And 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 the the correlation between the first injury and, and the second injury is so obvious that mm. you know they have to do something now. So the NFL and the Players Association are going to do an investigation of changing the protocol or something like that. And you know that that begs the point. The protocol 
if it was applied correctly, would have would have worked mm. um, for Tua. You know, and and that's basically the point. It's it's kind of like you need to go around and slap everybody in the face and say, look, let's take this seriously instead of just playing lip service. Yeah, it's hard to know where this ends, really. Um, like I don't know, do they start? Well, we had we had two quarterbacks concussed this weekend. Um, I haven't seen the the Tyrod Taylor one. He came in for Daniel Jones and the Giants after Jones injured his ankle. And um, when he went off, Jones had to come back in and play on a bad ankle. Um, I did see Brian Hoyer with the Patriots and it didn't look like, excuse me, it didn't look like a, you know, a a massive shot or anything like that. Um, But he got up, he was hit, he got up and they took him in immediately and, and take kept him out for the game. And I, I don't, you know, I suspect part of that was people were being extra cautious because of Tua, but hopefully, and I say hopefully, but you know, you don't, you don't know that attitude will carry on for the rest of the season, you know, and, and you'd rather, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I could, you know, I've been, in, I've been involved in this one way or another almost all my life. I'd much rather err in, the, in on the side of caution in this. You know, yeah. if if I were a huge fan, I would want to err, err on, the, on the side of caution. Some historical context, Mike. Like, what are the um, like not not necessarily hard figures, but you know, the NFL has had a serious problem with um, a lot of these players having like serious mental health issues post games oh, yeah. because of the hits they've gotten. And this is why this seems just like from another era almost that this could still go on. Yeah, you you would again you would you would think we were past that because the, the evidence is there. Um, it, it's one of the problems in the bigger issue is that although the big hits like the one on Tua, um, or it's actually, and it actually wasn't you know that big a hit. It, it was the, it was the head bouncing off the turf in mm. both, in both cases, the cause, but, but um, C, uh, CTE and um, concussion damage is, is a kind of um, collective thing. It's, it's the accumulation of lots of hits that, that do the most damage, which is why, again, why you, when a guy is concussed, you don't put him back on the field four days later because the second one is that much worse than the first. But for a lot of players, linemen in particular, you never see mm. one big shot that, that sends them off reeling, but a whole career of heads banging, heads banging on every single play. That's why on. rugby That's why rugby terrifies me going forward, Jer. like terrifies yeah. me. It's, yeah, um, I mean, I'm surprised that there isn't more scrum. You know, what we see in rugby, I mean, the, the scrums are something that should be. But what we see in rugby are is is all the taking out of players um, when, when you're um, when you're in the rock. Yeah, and I think it's me, a good that, point that, as well that Mike makes that, that you yeah. know, the, the, the headline stuff that we saw on on Thursday and that like that, that that's what gets people talking. It's the stuff you don't see that's probably even more terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a real, that is a real worry, um, you know, for, for almost everybody. I do want to just ask about the, <clears throat> the London game, pardon me, where a double doink, I, I, a double doink goes and bounces out. I haven't seen that before. Normally the double doink bounces over uh, and it looked like it was for all the world about to bounce over. Yeah. There was the, there was the strangest spin on the ball. You know, it, it was, it was literally kind of sp- spinning um parallel to the ground as it as it went down off off the the left upright um and then it hit it hit the the crossbar and went back up and for you know for that like one frozen instant you didn't know which way it was going to come back down but its momentum took it on the wrong side now it it was fascinating because Lutz had hit a 60-yard field goal to tie the game with about two minutes left just just under the two-minute warning and Greg Joseph had missed an extra point 
before that, which let the field goal tie the game. They, they would have been a point down even with the field goal, which would have made the, the finish a whole lot more interesting. But then Joseph hit a, I think it was 46 yard field goal to give, um, to give them the lead. And then it was one play and Lutz took, took the kick. So he made one from 60, he missed from 61. What's really interesting to me is that we actually almost assume now that 60 yard kicks are makeable where 10 years ago, it would have been a very unusual occurrence to, to even try it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was a great, it wasn't a great game, but it was, it was, it was a fascinating one. I mean, it, it kept competitive um, throughout. And, and of course it was a great finish. Yeah. Mike, we've got to leave it there. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Sure. Anytime. Sure. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.